And welcome everyone to the weekly walkthrough H-Town podcast coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. I'm Rusty Witcher. Susan is out today, but we're glad she, she'll, she'll be back. She's healing, so to speak. So we are good to go. I am joined by Alexander Gale and Mitch Stutzman. Alexander's going to talk a little bit about some swimming and the activities that he does because it's not really a sanctioned activity through Heston High School, so to speak. You kind of do it on your own, but we'll get to that. And Mitch is going to talk about the arts and jump in whenever he wants, right? Looking forward to it. Okay, perfect. Well, Alexander, tell us a little bit about yourself, your age, and how you got your start swimming. Yeah, so I'm Alexander Gale, Mm -hmm. and I've been swimming for quite a while, but I've mainly just done uh, summer swim. Okay. But this year I decided to do uh, winter swimming with Newton. Okay. So you're with Newton. Um, and with the summer swim, was at the old, was it the Wahoos? Am I right? Yep. Wahoos. All right. I got yep. that right. Good. All right. Good. So, so swimming with Newton, and I know that's probably a little bit different because you're from Heston. So what kind of process was there to be able to compete in your endeavor in swimming? And maybe could you just jump in and go for it? Did you have to have some type of formal application process? Yeah, so I kind of, I talked with my summer coach because okay. she kind of helped me figure out what how mm-hmm. to do this. And I'm the only one that went out for it this year. Okay. But uh, I got in contact with our... I told our office, okay, mm-hmm. and they got me a hold of the coach, and I kind of just went for it. All right, great. And the, so then you go down, you practice, and, and so what's that like? And where do you practice? What I mean, is it daily? Is it every? Is it early morning, afternoon? Tell us about it. Yeah, so we have practices usually after school okay. every day. All right, and it's at the Newton High School. They okay, have a pool at their high school. All right, okay. Is it a full size pool, or is, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? A full. I know. Yeah, it's a six lane, twenty five yard. Okay. So usually you have 25 yard, 25 meter, or 50 meter. Okay, what's our pool at right now? What what is our pool here at the here in town? We have an eight lane, 25 yard pool. Okay, okay. See, I remember back in the day there. I remember I think the old pool that is no longer with us was I think a six lane, 25 yard. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. The only thing I remember about my swimming career was the playing the game of sharks and minnows where you had a shark and you, we used lane one and lane six as the bases. And yeah, there was rampant cheating with my group of friends of who had the sharks and who had the points. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I digress. So My swimming career included just swimming lessons to get me to the point where I uh, could float like so I would not floating lessons so floating lessons right. and then my parents just said eh he'll be okay but I'm so I'm not a very proficient swimmer but I'm really good at floating I could float for <laughs> I, a long time I can float for a long time too I have a lot of natural buoyancy <laughs> that I rely on as a part of this process I, I'm, I'm right there with you Mitch I'm what right. I what I want to know so I'm I'm fairly ignorant when it comes to uh-huh. swimming so there, I know that there are these different distances, and there are different strokes, and there are different uh, there are different events that you compete in. So, your participation on this team, what are the the particular events that you participate in, that you are training for, that like what right. role do you play on the team? Yeah. So usually, so I swim relays too. Okay. But I can only do that with Newton during the year. I cannot swim those at league or state. Okay. So if there were four people from Heston, then I would be able to. Okay, I see. Okay. But it's basically just for fun during the swim season. Okay. And so my primary events are the 200 IM and the 500, and I also do 100 breaststroke. 
Okay, so so an I am. That's those yeah. are letters yeah. <laughs> that stand for. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Intermediate medley. Individual medley. Oh, close. I was close. Okay, but please enlighten us as to what the individual medley is. So individual medley is you start with a with fly, so butterfly. Okay, the butterfly. And then backstroke. Okay. Then breaststroke, then freestyle. Okay. The butterfly, the the breaststroke, the backstroke, the breaststroke, and freestyle. Yes. Okay. And you can uh, the summer or summer I swim a hundred IM, so that's down, fly back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so you do like twenty five yards of each. Is that yeah. okay? All right. So in then, that order. In that order. This is a lot to remember while you're also <laughs> trying to not drown. What's the record for doggy paddle? Because I could do Mitch and I are for the doggy paddle. You could doggy paddle in freestyle. Oh, oh, Rusty, I'm saying once the Aquatic Center opens up, you and I, doggy paddle race across the Heston Aquatic Center pool. Can we stop in the middle and take a break? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <please. laughs> need to hydrate. Need to, yeah. Right. Ooh. So, I mean, we are no Alexander. No, we, no, we are not. No, no, no we are no. not. <laughs> we are not. Okay. So, again, all right. So, what else? So you can only swim. I should mention you can only swim four events. Okay. At uh, during the high school season. Kind of like kind of like track. I think I think that's similar to track. I don't know. I'm I, not quite sure. I was never a trackster, but yeah. you so you swim four events. Okay. Yeah. So four events, and that can be total of four. So two individual uh-huh. or three relays, but okay. it can only be a total of four. Okay. So of the IM, of the individual medley, which is your favorite stroke? Uh, my favorite is probably breaststroke. Really? Okay. Because it's kind of, I don't want to say break, but I can kind of get more control over okay. my stroke, I guess, uh, rather than free where at the end where I'm just trying to finish. As fast as you possibly mm-hmm. can. That makes sense. But now my least favorite is backstroke. You just see, he read my mind. That was my next <laughs> question. So I used to, I remember now, this is just me. I remember the backstroke seeming like I would do the backstroke and all of the pool would go into my nose. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, so outside of the events, let's, let's talk records. Cause I know the swimmers like records. Don't they, they all are like records. Yeah. Don't you? So what are your records? I know you've, you've written them down. I want to hear. So my personal best that I'm going to mention okay. is the 500 free, okay. which I hadn't swam before that's over the summer. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say 500 free? Yeah, 500. So that's 20 laps. <laughs> Lots of down and back. Oh, oh, well, Mitch and I are both processing this. <laughs> so if you put that in a row, uh, <laughs> yes. how far does that take you? Because I also am, I struggle with the metric system. <laughs> So 500, so 500 yeah. yards. 500 yards. That would be. Oh, so it's not even the metric system. No, so I don't even have to struggle with it. Right, right. No, we're just struggling with it. We're just struggling <laughs> with doing the math. <laughs> yeah. 500 yards. So that would roughly be just over a quarter of a mile. Okay. That's a lot. And what was the time again? So I started out at the beginning of the year with a 7 minute, uh, 732.34. Okay. And then I ended with a six minute, 54 second point or 56.6. You took over a half a minute off that. Yeah. You wait, you (laughs) swam 500 yards in under seven minutes. Yeah. 
and you're, you don't have a trolling motor. <laughs> so, no. Okay. I think you're faster in the water than I am on land. I, I, absolutely. 100%. Definitely. Definitely. And there is someone that counts. There's a counter that they put in the water. Okay. I would lose track. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yes. I hear that. And that's, that's amazing just because I remember swimming. You think it's easy. It's a lot of work. It's a, it's a workout. Yeah. It, at the end, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Yeah, I'm exhausted hearing about this, and I didn't even swim anything. Can you talk more about the training that it takes yeah, to that's be a swimmer? Really, yes, that's exactly. Because you're not, you're not always in the pool. You're also doing other things, I'm assuming. Probably a lot of cardio. Yeah. So, well, we do swim a lot of laps, and that's well, mainly a lot of, just a lot of cardio. Yeah. The cardio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we work on the technique side, too. So making sure like how you're entering the water and starts are also really important. And turns. Turns are... I, that, you know, I remember, and this is just from the Olympics and hearing about terms, turns being very important because I think that's where you get a lot of, is a little bit of a break or you can get some extra so, leverage off the wall. Yeah, you can speed up. So that's the fastest, where you're going to be the fastest is your turn, usually. Obviously, they've never seen me turn under the water, so... <laughs> <laughs> so if you... Because when you... Uh, after your turn and you push off, that's your fastest. You're not going to speed up after your turn on right. off the wall. Right, because you've got a lot of physical inertia and force behind that. Okay, yeah. interesting. Do you do, like, stuff around? Now, I've, there was a book I read a long time ago that they did bear crawl around the pool. Have you ever had to do that? No. Okay, good, because that would have been brutal. What else, what else goes in the training? I mean... And how often do you practice? Is it every day? Do yeah, we say so it? it's okay. every day. Every day. Okay. And then usually we can also incorporate some dry land, which is just outside of the pool. And we usually do that before practice, kind of stretch and whatnot. Okay. And right. then we also do sometimes during the practice, uh, we get out and then do some push-ups or core oh. stuff. You know, okay. Whatnot. How many people outside of yourself are all, are included in this, including the Newton, including the Newton people? Uh, I think there's 20 or so. Really? I think there's, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. See, I'm just, I'm blown away because I I know there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, I do enjoy watching the swimming in the Olympics because I know I can't do it, but, and they don't have an Olympic event for floating or Mitch and I would be competing. (laughs) We we should initiate (laughs) the first U.S. just floating team. I'm in. Let's do it. Can we start that? I, I think it takes a lot more than just this, but this is a good starting this point. This is a great starting point. <laughs> yes. We're going to have to start a GoFundMe for the U.S. floating team. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. Alexander, you know, this this is really interesting, but you don't, you just don't swim by yourself. You do a lot of other stuff, don't you? Yeah. Tell us what else you like to do. So just outside? Yeah, actually. outside. your outside, outside activities, and how do you lounge around if you can? Yeah, on dry land. Yeah, on dry yeah, land, on dry not, land. Not in the water. <laughs> well, yeah, I really like to be in the water. <laughs> Um, but so I usually, well, we have digital media in our high school Yes, and I really enjoy that. So basketball games. Let's, let's be real. He's, he's kind of the glue guy behind the scenes that makes the Swather Sports Network run. Mm -hmm. So he does a phenomenal job up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to set up all the computer stuff and the cameras and all that. Yeah, he does. He does a phenomenal job. It's yeah. And that's keeps you pretty hopping, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. What else? What about? You play video games at all, or do you just hang out uh, at home? Yeah, I'm not a very big That's video fine. game person. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I like to go outside and fix stuff or 
What kind of what kind of? I've got some stuff. You can, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. We, we can make you a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, all sorts of stuff around that. Any house. other extracurricular activities besides swimming? Uh, I enjoy scholars bowl too. Okay. And then all right. Tennis in the spring, and I decided to do cross country over the uh, or in the fall. Which when do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> so, man, that's but that makes it fun. It keeps you busy, yeah. uh, you know. So, and I bet you have a you probably have a pretty good time with Newton swimming down there. And yeah, how many meets are there a season? Roughly, oh. do you know? Uh, quite a few. Um, I don't know off the top. Of my head. And when are they? Is that is see because I don't even know if it's as a spring sport or a winter sport. So yeah, it's it's winter. Okay, it's and, a winter sport. Okay, yeah, so we're we're done now. Okay, yeah, and they're usually so diving is on Fridays, and then usually the actual swimming is on Saturdays. Do they have a belly flop portion? Because that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. Yeah. I won't be on the diving team. I'll be on the falling team. <laughs> That's we're on the falling team. Yes. How many divers are there? Newton, there are three or four. Have you ever dived? I have not done diving. Dive? Is that dive? Dive? dive. Dove? Diving? I guess. Dove. You're the dove. journalist here. I, I know, and that I was just—I realized that word caught in my. So yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Man, that's sounds like a lot, but it sounds like it keeps you hot. Well, and how far does competition take you? Like, how how far do you travel with this team, and what's so, the scope of that? Newton is AVCTL league, and so that is mainly that's Maze and the, Wichita. Yeah, it's the Arc Valley the, Chisholm Trail yeah. League. When they combine the Arc Valley and the Chisholm Trail to form, there's I think four divisions. I think are is Newton D Division two? I we're, think or Division three? We're uh, D1. Or D1. Hey, I could be, or just guess at D1. Sure. Okay. All right. So, so you're swimming against like Hutch and Derby and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Hutch, uh, Andover. Yeah. The yeah, Andover Centrals and yeah. Andover and yeah, the Maze and yeah. Wichita. Wow. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so the meets, you know, those, I'm guessing those are all day affairs. Yep. Pretty much, uh, in the morning to usually Usually they don't last too long in the evening. Right. Usually, but, but it's all indoors. It's not like you're it's, meeting. Yeah. It's not like the summer where you're outdoors with, yeah. with the Wahoos. So. Well, Alexander, thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to add? I don't think so. Okay. You are welcome to chill with Mitch and I or, or hang out or if you need to go back and set up for tonight's basketball because Heston High School is in the house tonight as their final regular season home game. Like the little segue. I, mm-hmm. I did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And like it's I said, Alexander does a phenomenal job at that. So, thank you very much for stopping by and talking swimming. We'll get the, we're going to get the bowlers on next week because they were going to qualify. It was going to be Alexander and the bowlers, but they actually bowled today. They had to be part of the Heston bowling team and they qualified for state. So, props to them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and now I'm also going to turn over to Mitch because Mitch is right here looking intent. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks again, Alexander. Like I said, you can stay, add to add to our discussion, hang out, whatever you'd like to do, man. Thanks. Absolutely. Mitch is coming to talk about the arts. Yeah. And we've got a lot of arts on which to talk about. Yeah. Well, so the arts are something that I think gets sort of a, a backseat in a lot of what happens in our everyday walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I've really come to appreciate about our community, specifically here in, you know, a relatively small town here in central Kansas, is how many opportunities there are yes. to experience the performing arts. That there, there is a great 
theater and music program at Heston High School. Mm-hmm. There's a great theater and music program happening at Heston College. There's things like the Prairie Window Concert yeah. Series that happen at the Arboretum. Yeah. There's the Central Kansas Master Chorale yes. that is uh, growing in prominence and is right. doing amazing stuff. And they have a we have to talk about them eventually. Okay. Yeah. And even even things like Prairie Bronze uh, Handbell Choir. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many different opportunities to lean into the performing arts that. Uh, I mean, we're a town that is passionate about sports, and we got a lot of things to lean into there, too, Mm -hmm. with the various programs that are going around. But I have found uh, just in my personal life that theater and music and the performing arts have been really significant for me. Um, And in part, so when I was way back when a student at Heston College, Mm -hmm. I'm not a native to Heston, but when I came to Heston College as a student, I majored in music and theater performance. That was what I... Did And there is something really special about participating in theater and in those sort of music environments Mm -hmm. that uh, one of the pieces I think is so important is that this is something that you can't do alone, that theater can't be done alone, and music, when done well, can't be done alone. Even if you're a solo artist, you still have an audience. So this this is a highly collaborative... Experience and there's something magic about that. When you get people together and make music together, you get people together and put on a production together. There's something special about that that only happens once. It's like right. a it's a unique experience that that it happens and you put it out into the ether, and it's it's shared and experienced by everybody, and then it's done. But there's something really beautiful about that, mm-hmm. and and it's also this way. When I've talked to people about being a performer on stage or right. being this, that oftentimes when people say, oh, you're in a play, uh, they they might often think, well, that means that you get to put on costumes and play pretend for a little bit and all those things. And and, and so we tend to focus on escapism as oh. a part of our our rhetoric around theater of just saying, well, you get to pretend to be another person for a bit. But through my theater training and experience in this space, I think the arts are a great place and a safe place to help us deal with our own stuff, Mm -hmm. to be able to dive into a character and also then hold that at arm's length and say, where do I see myself in this? Right. And be able to, I've, I've told people before that like, I have never been a more healthy person than when I've been performing regularly. Because it it demands reflection and it demands application. And so you have this opportunity to hold really intense Mm -hmm. uh, things in a safe place and explore that. And so it's not just escapism, but it's this way to, to in a safe place, in a controlled environment, uh, process stuff. And in that way, it's a really important thing to lean into and engage. So people can go and enjoy a show and enjoy a concert and all those things. But I think part of the thing, and you guys can tell me if this has been a part of your experience, that there are these moments where you show up at a live theater event or a live music event and you just say something special happens in that space that's really hard to articulate. So people tend to just fall into the escapism Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like actually you're experiencing something a little deeper here but maybe this is just me trying to be 
all enlightened. No, but I, I don't think, know if I that's think, been your experience. No, or I not. think I think you're absolutely onto something there in, in that in that term. Um, and maybe it's not so much the escapism as you can maybe some people can identify with some uh, what a character is going through, and they can apply it to their own life and how that character that character solves the conflict or deals with the conflict. And you think, wait a second, maybe I can take that same approach or. Or someone's very empathetic with a character, and you feel what they're going through. Um, so I think there is a lot of a lot of ways in when, where you make those connections with your audience when you're a performer, whether it's via music, whether it's via the spoken word or whatnot. So, I mean, that's that's what I think anyway. I mean, I could be all wet, but that's my own opinion. I don't know. What would you say, Alexander? Uh, I was going to say I really like the, uh, uh, I guess, immersion mm-hmm. of music and kind of being in not involved but uh hearing the different things and yeah, oh i think you're allowed i think you're allowed to say involved when yes, you're so. when you're listening you're yeah. a participant in, in the whole experience whether it's a show whether it's something that it's an ideal whether it's musical or spoken or recited or performed or even painted if you, if it resonates with you you've made that connection Mm-hmm. So, and you know, Mitch, you're, you've been in a lot of different things and you're coming up on being in more things because I even saw that you're listed in something coming up and maybe you want to talk a little bit about that. Right. Yeah. So I, talking about all the things that our town has to offer mm-hmm. in, in so far as performing arts go. Um, so Heston College is uh, performing their spring musical coming up here at the end of the month. Yes. And Heston College has had a long history of engaging its faculty and staff and its community in these productions. The the Masterworks concerts that happen in the fall, they invite community to come in and be a part of that. So it's another great place for uh, the community to lean into what's happening in the performing arts and, and to participate in meaningful ways. And I am grateful that even just as a guy who lives across the street, just a community member, that I get to participate in a Heston College production uh, as this visiting guest artist, that they're right. gracious enough to create space for people that live across the street to right. come and participate in stuff. Right. Um, so at the end of this month uh, and, and into March, so uh, starting February 28, uh, they're putting on the musical Little Shop of Horrors. Um, Not sure uh, how familiar you guys are with this show. It's been around for a while. It's about, I don't know, 30-some-odd years old. It is. Um, And so uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about some some plot points. So if there are people who uh, plan to come but are really sensitive to spoilers, this is the spoiler alert part of the podcast that we'll talk about some things. But... This uh, musical is really great in that it involves this unique, fun mix of the, the performance, performers made up of students from the college, faculty and staff that are there, um, and an alumni who lives across the street, myself, uh, that, that get to participate in this. But it's really been uh, a central Kansas community coming together and right. not in just that they've engaged performers from this but this has really been a, a community partnership across many different entities so uh, describing the plot just a little bit this follows the story of Seymour Krellborn mm-hmm. who works in a struggling flower shop 
um, when suddenly one day appears a strange and unusual plant that is unidentified um, but seems to have uh, an insatiable appetite for human flesh and blood. Uh, so after feeding the plant a dentist <laughs> after an accidental <laughs> death, uh, now Seymour is required to locate more bodies to could sit to feed to the plant. feed the plant. Um, so the the. The, the set is really impressive, mm-hmm. uh, and part of what's impressive about the set design for this show is incorporating man-eating plants. Because um, <laughs> they're hard to come by. They, not as hard as you might think, <laughs> Russ. No. Uh, yeah, they're a little hard to come by. Um, right. But in that, uh, there are giant puppets involved in this show that end up eating people. Spoiler alert, but... This is a 30-some-year-old show, right. so... Not not audience members. Anyway, the, uh, well... <laughs> You're safe if you go. Brace yourself. No. Um, but the, the puppets came from Harrington High School, not far away, and mm-hmm. um, large set pieces came from the McPherson Community Theater. Uh, the light design was done by tech theater students at Hutch Community College, um, and Bel Canto, the, the premier choir over there at Heston College, is performing as a part of the show, yes. too. And so it's really cool to see this mix of all of these. It, it takes a village to, to make these things happen. It does. And so it's been really cool to see all of these pieces coming together to create one of these unique spaces mm-hmm. that invites performers and audience members to sit together and to think about things. And and while the little synopsis that I gave may seem absurd and bizarre and uh, there there is this uh this question presented underneath of well that this plant promises Seymour to deliver him the things that he wants in exchange for food food. <laughs> And so the, it it really explores this theme of saying, well, what if you got everything you wanted, and what would that actually be like, and and at what cost mm-hmm. do those things come? Uh, and so while it is absurd, and while it is just uh, it, it's a fun show, the music is fun. It, it's it's a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but even within all that, there's there's a poignant message of saying, well, what if we did get everything we wanted? Right. What if we let our intrusive thoughts win? Um, what would that look like? And this show sort of explores some of that. Understandable. And that is that it starts February 28th. The 28th, 29th, March 1 and 2. Yes. It'll be in the evening at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. in Kime Center over yes. at Heston College. And then on March 3rd, that's a Sunday, there's a 2 p.m. matinee. Okay. And tickets, um, I believe, are $12 for people and $5 for students. Correct. Okay. I Those are available like um, in the Heston College bookstore yes. or I think online. probably at the, online, um, maybe so even at the can, door if there's some left. Right, right. right. But uh, the the theater arrangement at Heston College right now in Kime Center is a black box theater, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a it's a more intimate theater experience. So seats are limited mm-hmm. uh, in that. So if folks would like to experience all of this, uh, there is a bit of a sense of urgency to make sure you 
you got your seat in there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. plenty of shows and yeah. Mitch, what's your role in this? You haven't you haven't, or you're a surprise. Well, uh, I don't think it is a, a surprise necessarily. But this plant that demands food from uh-huh. Seymour does speak and sing, and I have the opportunity to be the voice of the plant. Okay. Um, it, the the plant is being operated by a Heston College student, mm-hmm. but I I get to give voice to this wonderful. Uh, Wonderful, demon wonderful plant wonderful. from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I should add too. One one other point that is a fun point of engagement. Uh, I'm also a member of the Heston College Theater Guild. Yes, which is guild. just a group of uh, interested community members in supporting the performing arts and the theater program, specifically over at Heston College. Um, and one of the things that we initiated for this show, since there is this key element of uh, the the plant uh, eating folks is that we are hosting a bit of a celebrity dinner in air quotations. Uh (laughs) Um, You may have heard of events similar to this before. We have a bit of a nuance here Uh that some Heston College celebrities uh, have agreed to the possibility of being eaten by the plant. Um, And so during the run of the show, we're going to have jars placed in Kime Center uh, there at Heston College with the faces of some faculty staff member at, members at Heston College uh, that community folks, uh, students, whomever, could place their dollar in the jar of the Heston celebrity that they would like to see uh, eaten by a plant. I and see. So if you, if you care to know, the celebrities right. that have agreed to be subject to potentially be eaten include uh, Selene Warden, who's uh-huh. the director for the show, um, Morelby Mosquera Jensen, who teaches there at Heston College in the in biology science. Okay. Um, Ken Rogers, who teaches in the music department, he's appeared on the podcast. Yes, before. he has. Um, so he he has said. So Selene, by the way. Be, oh, Selene was mm-hmm. on too. I missed that one. I got to go back. Yeah. I guess. Um, Michelle Hirschberger, who teaches in the Bible department and who's campus pastor over there, and also our neighbor, and also our neighbor. Yes. Rusty and I live in a good hood. We, we, we do. We live in a good hood. Our go. hood is a good hood. And then uh, Interim President Ross Peterson Veach has said that he would be willing to be eaten as well for the cause. That is a that is a wild lineup of people it's who could be— Star-studded lineup for is. the celebrity dinner, air yes. quotes. Yes, the celebrity dinner in the uh, not-Venus flytrap, we'll call it the Mars Mancatcher. There we go. Perfect. I like it. Thank I you. Like I just it. came up with that. Yeah. So speaking of the performing arts, if I don't say this, I would be in much trouble, but it is— Singer's Choice, Central Kansas Master Corral on Saturday or Sunday, February 25th at 3 p.m. at the Trinity Lutheran Church in McPherson. Singer's Choice, I know that they've talked about this, so it's going to be probably a wide range of music coming up, and that is Saturday, Sunday at 3 o'clock. So, and that's obviously a free will donation. So go out and see as much performing arts as you possibly can. There's just so much to take in around there. Is, here. We there are, is. We are just really blessed in this region with a lot of great opportunities well, here in Harvey County and beyond. But Susan, I've said many times, if you're bored in Heston, it's your own fault. Whether you're Amen. into sports or into the arts or whatever, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Or if you just want to go hang out in nature and you walk the dip, Dick Arboretum, it's right there. Or we, like we were talking right here before the podcast, yeah. the library here is a it's happening place Yeah, it's, a, it's the so hub of the community, man. It's yeah. like, man, if if you are bored, it's it, your own it fault. It is your own fault. Mitch, anything you want to add? 
No, I think I'm good. Perfect. Just come out and see yeah. a show. Go watch some swimmers sometime. Absolutely. Yeah. Come come to the shed for basketball. We, Do we're, it. we're winding down to postseason. It starts next week already. Um, and then we'll, we'll be outside for spring sports. So it's mm-hmm. going to – it just seems like this year is going – it's 2024, and it seems like we're in overdrive already. Mm-hmm. And, Alexander, just to let you know, time does not slow down, man. The older you get, time does not slow down. <laughs> See, Mitch knows, but I can voice to that because I'm the oldest one in this room. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Our generous studio audience is giving you applause. So, this has been a lot of fun. Um, Susan and I will be back next week. We'll be right here, rocking and rolling from the from Data Central. And once again, this has been the weekly walkthrough HM podcast, sponsored by the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded on podcasting equipment, sponsored by USW. 11228 for actually Mitch and Alexander. I'm Rusty Witcher saying thank you, and we will see you next week.